Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the hashtag Hope Dealer Movement Better Life and Recovery Podcast. I know I said that backwards. So today I am joined by Josh Lean and Alan Fish. Say hi, guys. Hey, hello. What's up, podcast world? So today we are going to be talking about multiple pathways to recovery, more one in particular, you know, but, but I kind of wanted to start off a, by talking about recovery. I I know there's recently been some people that have been anti the word recovery, uh, which I, I find weird, uh. So I like the SAMHSA definition of recovery, uh-huh. Josh. Which uh, is? Oh, it is that it's a process of change through which individuals improve their health and wellness, live a self-directed life, and strive to reach their full potential. So basically what that's, uh, does it mention anything about abstinence in there? I don't see it. Does it mention anything about people not being prescribed medication? I don't see it. Does it say you can't, you know, if you have that ability, drink in moderation? I don't see it. Which blows some people's mind, but I know some people who had active substance use disorders that now have a glass of wine with dinner every once in a while. But I get it. You know, there are multiple pathways to recovery. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if somebody is, and I like the way that we call some of them out. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he's medicated assisted recovery. Like, I'm Jesus assisted recovery, I guess. (laughs) And you are in, you know, and Uh so and so is NA assisted recovery. Recovery is recovery. It doesn't matter what path you take to get there. We even um, learned a new one today. We did? Oh, yeah, Lord. the pregnancy. <laughs> okay, Alan's not allowed to come back on any podcast after this. So. Wait, it has made her and to enter recovery and going straight and doing all the things it's supposed to do. So, I mean, it's not a recommended path, but... But that was a path that worked for it her. It was a path that worked for her. Wow. In which yeah. my case, when I became a father, it did not. You know, for exactly. me, it did not. And I guess, you know, that's the cool thing about multiple pathways, too. I, I'm sorry, I, I poo-pooed on that one, because mm-hmm. if that's a something that worked for somebody, like, I'm dead set against prison, mm-hmm. uh, because prison made me worse, going yeah. in as a 20-year-old and being around people who had a lot more criminality and a lot more extensive drug use than I did, uh, they kind of, I went down to a, diff- to a deeper level. Right. But I have a friend that went to prison for 10 and a half years and came out a completely different person. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, some people like to fish, some people don't. I right. mean, it's finding what your path is. Right. And I always say that there's some secret sauce in my recovery. And for me, like when I started Better Life in Recovery, I was looking around and I always say I'm not a human being. I'm a human doing? doer. Yeah. I have to be doing stuff. I mean, yeah. that's why I always kind of like, that's why meth was my drug of choice. You know, I'm like, well, I don't have to sleep at all. I can do stuff all the time, even though I never got anything done. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. but I felt like, you know, I didn't sleep. And, you Your know, tools I... were organized. <laughs> yeah, they were. There you go. My bathroom was awfully clean. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, but no, seriously. Oh, it's so um, good. But I had to be doing stuff. Yeah. And in my recovery, you know, I, I it's why I like 
recovery enhancement, not relapse prevention. I worked a relapse prevention plan that said, well, you can't do these things, you can't go to these places, and you can't be around these people. Right. And I'm like, well, what the heck can I do? Yeah. And as I looked out, there wasn't a lot of positive, family-friendly, because I just had a son that when I stepped into recovery, I think he was going on a year old. You know, um, and now, of course, he's, gosh, he just turned 13. Um, so I guess he was two when mm-hmm. I stepped into recovery. And uh, I have a daughter that's seven, and I want to be able to bring them to stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And as I looked at a lot of the stuff that people told me was family-friendly, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a family-friendly recovery thing. I'd go there, and I'm like, I don't know how you guys talk in front of your kids, but mm-hmm. that's not something that I really appreciate around my children. That's me. Right. You know, the prudential Christian person that I am, Uh um, or should I say I'd become, Mm -hmm. you know, as I was an atheist for most of my life, uh, there were things that I I didn't think I wanted to expose my kids to. Right. You know, I don't want to hear about the people that you banged or whatever the heck you were talking about at at some of these family-friendly things. And a lot of the things that I used to do that I, I, I thought I might enjoy all revolved around drinking and drugs. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's try to recreate some of those mm-hmm. things, except in a sober atmosphere and bring people. And right. to me, that's made all the difference. I, mm-hmm. I say relapse prevention is a bunch of takeaways. Mm-hmm. Recovery enhancement is adding so many positive, fun things to your life right. that you don't have time to get yourself into trouble. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm out doing so much stuff and having mm-hmm. such a good time that I don't have time mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to get in trouble. And that's kind of how our uh, recovery community center works. Yep. You know, I know I'm kind of monopolizing. I'll step back here in a minute. No, but, fine. you know, in the state of Missouri, we have four different recovery community centers. Mm-hmm. And all four of us are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, you know, uh, Chad Sabora has uh, Mo Reduction. Mm-hmm. And theirs is very much, it focuses, not that we don't do some of the same things, right. but their primary focus is harm reduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Earl has a... Uh, the DBSA uh-huh. um, uh, center in St. Louis, and they cater a lot to the homeless community. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Bobby Joe in Kansas, Kansas City, City. Mm-hmm. and what would you say she kind of specializes? Family, family housing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's family housing, and then brings them together yeah. um, for you know stuff just for. Oftentimes, it's mostly the people in our houses. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's always been pro-social, family-friendly activities. Mm-hmm. I want people to have fun. Mm-hmm. To me, this is what the Recovery Community Center does. Not that we don't have aspects of harm reduction right. and some of those things. Not right. that we don't all have at all of our centers uh, support groups sure. and recovery coaching and stuff like that. But I want to make sure people learn that recovery is a blast mm-hmm. so that even after they no longer court order to do stuff, mm-hmm they're still going to want to do it because they're having a good time and they're enjoying what they do. And just like with multiple pathways, each of the recovery community centers in their own right is doing great work. Right. But it's doing work that is that you are passionate about. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing, because if you're passionate about the work, then it's going to come through in that center. And that's what is contagious and is going to keep people engaged and, and prevent them from going back out. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think even it's even a biblical principle, you're talking about, you know, I know all this stuff I'm not supposed to do, but what should I do? You know, even biblically and in Timothy, Paul talks about fleeing evil. 
and he doesn't just say just run away from evil. He says pursue righteousness, which is pursue good things, pursue right living, pursue the things you're passionate about. You don't just try to run away from the stuff that hurt you or caused you all the pain or caused all the pain to people around you. You, you pursue the good things, the things you're passionate about. And I think that's part of what we're doing here is having these pro-social events, these things come on in the center where you can come in and you can have a good time, you can find out what you're passionate about and get you plugged in doing something that matters. And I know we're gonna talk about checking boxes, but just to touch on what Josh said, if you just run from mm-hmm. evil, mm-hmm. Uh, in most cases, there you are. Yep. You're yeah. still there. Amen. So when so you good. run and you get there, you're, you're still, still there. there. <laughs> you're not fixing the problem. You're there. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah um, one of the ways I, I would say that is, uh, well, they say in the program, my mind's a scary place to be all by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and also my best thinking got me here. Right. Um, uh-huh. So maybe I should listen to some people that think better. But, uh, you know, you spoke biblically and it made me think of that, that story about cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. You know, you chase the bat out, you clean the house, and now when the bat comes back in, there's even more room for them to bring buddies that are probably worse, worse. now. Yeah, sure. right, exactly. You yeah. know, and most of us, uh, whenever we have had those lapses and have mm-hmm. returned to chaotic use, right. It picks up right where it left off. It's yeah. not like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to do a bumper, just have a, a beer. Yeah. It, it it exponentially gets worse, yeah. or at least it did for me every time I went back. I know everybody's different, but a lot of people I know where that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think Samsha's definition of recovery is great, but I don't. I think we need to discuss what is recovery for in real life for most people what is recovery and we talked about this about checking boxes and Mm -hmm. you know just being abstinent is not recovery recovery is a lifestyle it is changing your life completely all the things like you said the Mm -hmm. best thinking got you here all those things need to change habits need to change uh activities need to change people places and things you've got to change everything around you Mm -hmm. in order to be in recovery, I believe. Well, if we break down even further the uh, definition, SAMHSA's definition, they break it down into four groups, right. like four major areas. They say it's health, mm-hmm. home, purpose, and community. Mm-hmm. So being engaged and involved in my community. Uh, you know, I right. talk about community impact, mm-hmm. where I'm doing things to make my community better. My mm-hmm. community is a better place because I live here. Right, because yeah. I'm no longer draining resources. I am a resource for right. my community in recovery. Um, having purpose. Mm-hmm. And once again, you know, I think that comes out of hope. Yeah. Right. And what was hope? The ability and the opportunity. Yes. When one has both the ability and the opportunity. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people either don't realize that they have the ability when the opportunity presents itself or they have the ability, but they never see the opportunity. So I have to know both. And I think that's part of kind of what we do as a community center, too, mm-hmm. is we get to talk to people and say, what do you like to do? Right. right. Okay, let's yeah. do let's that. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. make it fun and make it sober and right. let's go do it. Yep, I agree. And that's like with the check in the boxes thing, if, you know, recovery is not like a, a destination, you know, it's not like I need to check so many boxes and I'm officially recovered. Right. That's why I like their definition mm-hmm. where it says, you know, striving to maintain their full potential because I'm never going to reach my full potential. It reminds me, I always see it kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. with self-actualization at the very top. Right. And we see that in glimpses. I never sit on top of uh, that pyramid and oh. I'm there for the rest of my life. Right. I'm always striving. I tell people, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I tell people they need to flip mentors and uh, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Different you should aspects. always, mm-hmm. I think yeah. you should always be working with somebody whose life you want in the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll outgrow that person we're working with. We're like, okay, I've got their life now. Right. 
Um, so I need to find somebody that can take me to that next step, Mm -hmm. you know, in my evolution. And I think we're constantly evolving in recovery and that never stops, never goes away. It's a process, Uh right? Life's a journey, not a destination. I agree. Same with recovery. And it's like, um, it's, it's this, this, this idea that, um, that, that you're not just recovered. You you have a you have an opportunity to create a life now. You it's know? a different lifestyle. Yeah, you have a, it's a what lifestyle. Do you, want, you know, yeah. you have an opportunity. I always think of a song and I never finish it because I'm like recovery is literally from the windows to the wall. <laughs> I mean, you change everything. <laughs> yep. From the ceiling right. to the floor, uh-huh. from wall to wall, everything in my life changes. That's why I don't like clean. Mm-hmm. I've never liked the word clean. A, I'm only clean for like ten seconds after I get out of the shower. The rest right. of my day I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. But clean just means abstinent, like you said. Yeah. And to me, if that's all you're shooting for, you uh-huh. are aiming way too low. Yeah. To me, clean is abstinent. Yeah. I don't want you to be abstinent. I want you that's to have an amazing part. life. Yeah, exactly. I hate to say it, but abstinence yeah. is the easy part. Yeah. It's all the other stuff that right. comes with it and right. changing your whole life and doing all the other things. that yeah. That's the hard part. All the financial stress and all of the burdens of right. uh, just doing the right Living thing every life. day. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I I think it was uh, Sam and Clemens, Mark Twain, who was talking about smoking. And he's like, quitting's the easiest thing to do. I've done it thousands of times. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Or like Debo. When Debo tells me to shut up, I shut up. When he walk away, I'd be talking again. <laughs> you know, I, it's kind of like that where uh-huh. where uh, it, it's a temporary thing sometimes for a lot of people. And that's where we get to checking boxes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. a lot of times people check boxes because my PO told me I have to go to three meetings and I have to go to treatment. Yeah. So yeah, I, I go to three that, meetings. hoping it will sink in eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I go to three meetings and I go to treatment, but that's all I do is the bare minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I was a bare minimum person for a long time, which is funny because my whole life was full of abundance and what's right. the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's the opposite? What's the opposite of moderation? You know, the excess. only thing I yeah excess yeah I, I did everything in excess. Mm-hmm. So if recovery is something that I'm truly mm-hmm. Truly interested in, like, we have a new program called JRI, Justice Reinvestment Initiative. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, people are going to treatment, they're living in housing, and then what uh, Alan has been doing is kind of partnered with the center and gotten the people that are living in his houses in JRI and people that are living in his houses, period, Uh more involved in the pro-social activities. But what's amazing that we've seen is we have people that they're... They were supposed to, you know, they're supposed to get 21 hours, 23 hours, whatever. Right. Um, but we have things that are scheduled and it's over at five and they're like, hey, can we go do this now? Like they want to continue doing stuff in the group yeah, and going out together. Right. Yeah. So say we went to play laser tag. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a two hour thing. After mm-hmm. you're done with laser tag, they were like, hey, can can we go swim too? So we go swim and then they're like. Oh, and can we go uh, buy some fireworks and let off fireworks as a group tonight? I mean, they want to do stuff as a group. And, That's awesome. And now there's people that are like saying, hey, I've got a good driving record. Can I volunteer to drive the van so that I can grab people from the houses and bring them to the events? That's awesome. You know, it's contagious yeah. too. But but you're seeing people that aren't just checking boxes because right. these pro-social activities. personality is changing. The, yeah. the, they even admit that going into their probation officer to report instead of sitting there and getting grilled, right. now it's walking in with their right. chest pumped up going, you're not going to believe what I did to last right. week yeah. or you're not going to believe this. Yes. Let me tell you how awesome this is. And probation and parole is even contacting us going, what are you guys doing? This yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is teaching people to just have a little bit of fun and change the way that they think about recovery yeah i agree absolutely what is the pushback that you've got on recovery that you've been hearing that you're talking about in the beginning 
Um, what do you mean? You said like even the word recovery has, has been getting. Sick. Um, there's some people that don't like recovery because they I don't even know. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I heard somebody talking about replacing the word recovery with liberation, and I personally don't like it. I love the word recovery. Yeah. I yeah. think the word recovery defines everything yeah. we do. I uh-huh. think sometimes people have tried to take recovery and make it into something it's not. Uh, like, well, you're not really in recovery because you're taking medication right, because you're right. no, no. That's you're going back to clean and abstinence. That's right. that's yeah. that's great language for mm-hmm. certain groups, uh-huh. but to me, it's not great language for my recovery yeah absolutely you know and if somebody wants to use uh, to kind of hijack it Mm -hmm. and say that it means that people are doing xyz Mm -hmm. you don't get to define somebody else's recovery for them yeah people get to define their own recovery my peers tell me that Mm -hmm. tell me when they're in recovery i don't Mm -hmm. tell them hey you're in recovery now good job (laughs) right you know because Uh what may be recovery for them is looks completely opposite of what recovery was for me Mm, that's good that's good. And I think like what Alan was saying, that people are showing up to their POs, you know, excited, mm-hmm. excited about what's going on now. You know, and that takes it away from checking boxes to where there's really freedom in what they're doing. Yeah. 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 That, and, and they want to do more. And mm-hmm. that's the key is I want to do more. This is, uh, this is exciting. This is fun. How can I do more of this? Right. Um, you know, they're, they, we've got people completing, you know, our requirements 23 hours a week, but they're doing 40. Because awesome. they're enjoying it. Uh-huh. I don't see anybody signing up for more treatment. Right. right. You know, nobody's going into their counselor going, hey, can you right. give me an extra 17 hours this week? I really want it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But do you see, you're like, we're going to go on another flow trip this weekend, or are you going to go play laser tag and shoot Stoker? You know, I mean, this weekend, it. literally, this weekend, uh-huh. uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. We're having, uh, I think we're watching Hamilton Friday night. Uh-huh. Uh, Saturday day, we flow are trip. going tubing. On the river, and then after we get done with that, we're gonna come up to the center and we're watching UFC fights, and then Sunday, um, after after everybody's, we always make sure it's after everybody's done with church. Some Uh people go to church, some people don't. Depends on their pathway, but we want to make sure the people that go to church can make it. Uh Um, We're gonna go to this place called Bill's Extreme that's in the woods Uh to play paintball. I mean to play laser tag. Laser tag. Not like you know pew pew running around in the dark, but like thousand dollar taggers that are accurate to one hundred and fifty yards away. That's awesome. You know, I mean it's it's a blast. It's fun, but I mean that's what recovery is. You know, we'll have anywhere from we've been averaging lately. We tend to average somewhere around twelve to sixteen for Mm -hmm. laser tag. We've been averaging around twenty for the floats. And I think this fight's going to be a big one because yeah. Jorge Masvidal's fighting. We might have 30, 40 people up here. I don't know. And it's great because you think about, like, people are talking about their weekend they have planned now. You know, I've got, I'm going floating. I'm watching the fights. i got some laser tag planned. And people yep. are like, I want to be part of this. We're like, okay, yes. come on. We're yeah. getting a lot of that. As a matter of fact, treatment providers have asked us for flyers because they want to send a lot of their clients to the events that some of the JRIT are going to. Now, the JRIT for us is housing and it, the part of the housing packages they get to do some of these events. But now they want to send people over that are uh, JRIT that are not part of our housing. And mm-hmm. we have people starting to show up that we've never seen at the community center before because they heard that we're doing all of this stuff yeah. and they want to come. So it's it's growing and the proof is kind of in the pudding. The fact that it's growing mm-hmm. says that they're having fun 
and this is a pathway that works for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. And I've had people from the church reach out to me and say, is this open? Like the open mic night. They're like, is this open to anyone? Can I go? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So show up. Yeah. Yeah. Everything we do is open to anybody and everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting because then it reduces stigma on even if you hear the word recovery and what that might or might not mean. It reduces stigma because people are just, they're, they're intermixing and they're having fun. Right. They're hanging out. And we and, may have sober people that yeah. show up to go on a recovery now, flow. the one thing great. that we can't do, you said open to everybody, but it's, it's not quite everybody. So we don't allow... We can't have sex offenders with okay. family-friendly events. Right, sure. just because it's family-friendly. Because of the family-friendly events. That's the only the only downside that we cannot do. But otherwise, um, yeah, we, we love to have the more people, the better. The more contagious it is, yeah. the more people find recovery, and the more people get into it, and the more people are telling other people about right. it. So. And it's funny, you know, I have, like, I'm taking my seven-year-old, and I was talking about it with somebody the other day, and they're like, well, you're taking your kid. How old is, is your kid? And I'm like, well, my son's got a uh, baseball tournament, but I'm taking my seven-year-old daughter, and they're like, you're taking your seven-year-old daughter? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, is it going to be okay for her? And I'm like, if she shouldn't be there, yeah. I probably shouldn't be there either. Right. You know, if there's a reason that I shouldn't be taking my seven-year-old, then why the heck am I going? Yeah. Because my kids, I will tell you, you're, anybody out there that's a parent, your kids look up to you. They're sponges. They soak in. Even if you right. don't take them, they're going to know the people you're hanging out with and right. what you're doing, and they're going to want to grow up to do those exact same things, be around those exact same people because they want to be like you. Yep. And because they want you to like, like them the same way that you like those people that you're leaving them at home or with some other family member or babysitter to go hang out with. When we started housing, mm-hmm. I remember that we would do barbecues at the house. And I would bring my entire family, uh-huh. my daughter, my son, both of them. Uh, you know, at the time they were eight and ten. So if I, it, it's it's your passion, it's what you do, and right. and you know what they need to know it from both ends. They need to know that hey, if I do this, these mm-hmm. could be consequences. So and good. at the same time, these are normal people that yeah. made some bad decisions. Yeah. And you know, they're not nothing, bad people. They're not bad people. No. Um, and it, as you get to know them, and especially during these fun events, they, it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. they, they joke just as much. They give it back just as much as we give it. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, my daughter goes on the float trips. David's mm-hmm. kids go on the float trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy brought her daughter on the float trips. Granddaughter. And granddaughter, yeah. rather, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that they're family-friendly events, and... Uh, yeah, guys throw a few F-bombs here and there, but for the most part, everybody's pretty respectful, and yeah. they need to see that, too. They need to right. know that, hey, um, there's all kinds of people in this world that, like I said, make bad yeah. decisions, and yeah. the, they had consequences. I don't want to be that, like yeah. that. Right. That's what yeah. you see. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree, and I think that, um, that having a family-friendly events like this is just huge. It really is, and I think it reduces stigma, like I was saying, and then I think um, having people celebrating recovery the way they are like this right now is, is creating a buzz around the community yeah, no yeah. Doubt about it. we've only been doing it for a month and there's already right. a big buzz yep. so uh, I mean we've been doing it a lot longer but we have been focusing on the JRIT and doing right. this and, and actually having a system to where it's continuous every weekend every week weekday events weekend events I mean just constant and we've been doing that really well for about a month right now and the results have been amazing yeah you see our calendar stacked yes right yeah yeah great yeah we offer somewhere around 40 to 50 hours a week of 
programming mm -hmm. that they can and here's another thing this is the other, <laughs> other thing in the meantime they're learning time management skills right because what we're doing is they are having to plan their week the week before so, so that they know what events they're going to be going to so yep. that they sign up for them so that we know who's going to be coming so we can count on the food and and the floats and all the, the right. canoes and everything else they're planning their week a week before mm -hmm. so they're actually even getting some life yeah. skills out of this too so right. yeah right and you like in that last overnight float trip i had some people coming to me you guys didn't have any cabins left and they, mm -hmm. they waited too long to sign up and it's like ah, i can't i'm sorry man you know so that is part of it is is, is mm -hmm. management you know that life skills yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and learning that you can't wait till the last minute to yeah. do a lot of things <laughs> right yeah you know i agree so uh yeah i don't know i mean i i think we're reaping dividends so so yeah, I think it's been really neat what we've been able to do. Um, I'm and excited about it, and it's going to continue getting better. Yes, you know as we go. I agree, and I think I that's agree. the awesome thing. So, end of the day, and this was a hard one for me to wrap my head around uh, at first, because at first I was working a very humble program where I felt everybody's recovery had to look exactly like mine, or they weren't <laughs> really in recovery. Uh -huh. And uh, there nice. were, in my uh, ignorance, I discounted other people's pathways. You know, and fortunately, I've, you know, especially as I've gotten to travel around the state and the country mm -hmm. and meet people and interact with people and see all the amazing things other people are doing with their recoveries, I've realized that, thank God, not everybody's recovery looks like mine. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, we need the 12 steps yeah. mm -hmm. um, because there are people that, that tens of thousands, for, maybe hundreds, of, people. Maybe yeah. hundreds yeah. of thousands of people that are in recovery thanks to those steps. Mm -hmm. We need faith-based. Yeah. We need pro-social activities. We need all these different pathways. Medication. I mean, medication saves so many stinking lives. Animal therapy, yeah. uh, medication, right. like we said, pregnancy, if that's your thing. <laughs> that's your uh, I mean, I, right. uh, we laugh about it, but you know yeah. what? If it saves a person, yeah. it saves a person. Yeah. And I'm just not recommending anybody to run no, out and no, try no, 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 no. And um, you know the the events and just having fun. That's for you know that saved Nick uh, because nobody wants to go and sign up for more classes. Nobody's saying, "Hey, I want more." Right. Uh, one of the things that that I think we really need to focus on um, as as we come up with all the multiple pathways is nobody should be poo-pooing the other person's multiple pathways. Right. You know, we have a lot of that. Yeah. I heard that this week. AA doesn't allow you to do this in their meetings and NA doesn't allow you to do that in right. their meetings. You know, honestly, we should just be celebrating the fact that people are coming to their meetings yeah. and not worrying about what people are, are right. uh, putting down somebody else's recovery. That's horrible. If, yeah. if they're finding recovery and they're getting better and they're turning their lives around and they're productive members of the community and they're getting healthy, support Amen. them. If you want to tell me you're sober, guess what I say to you? Hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. If you want to tell me you're clean, guess what I say to you? Hmm. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. If you want to tell me you're in long-term recovery... Congratulations. If you yeah. want to tell me you've been liberated, yeah. you know, whatever it is, yes. I'm like, congratulations. Uh -huh. That's awesome. You are no longer engaged in chaotic use. Mm. You know, yeah. if you want to tell me, uh, you know what, I'm still using, but now I'm going to a syringe access site. I'm not reusing needles and I'm not sharing them with other people. That's awesome. That's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I take you know. it one step further. I don't tell them congratulations. Show me. You tell me. You tell me you're clean. You tell me you're not. Now show me. Show me. Do, do the actions, are the actions there with them? 
We do live in Missouri. It's yes. Show me right. <laughs> I'm a congratulations guy. I let people define their own recovery. Oh, you, crap. on the other hand, run a bunch of recovery houses where you have rules right. and stipulations and things. Show yeah, me. Show me. <laughs> show me, and then we will we will gladly reward it. Yeah. For me, it's a little bit different, you know, but but I've had to uh, rethink what recovery looks like, and I realized that even my recovery. Uh-huh. I man, when I would have told you I was in recovery ten years ago. My recovery today, my walk is diametrically opposite. It's completely different than my walk was 10 years ago. And that doesn't mean that I wasn't in recovery 10 years ago. Right, right. Right? It just means that it's evolved and I found a different pathway that works better for me. Yeah. So... So I think we need to support and encourage people, you know, and whatever pathway they choose to walk down. Right. You know, whether it's a pathway of abstinence Mm -hmm. where they're building a better life, whether it's a pathway of moderation where they're building a better life, Mm -hmm. whether it's a pathway of harm reduction where they're building a better life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and their pathways may change too down the road. It's a, you know, it's just getting into yeah. that, and then just you know, six months, a year, two years, ten years down the road, you may see things completely differently. Yep. I agree, totally agree. Yeah, like I said, process. Like, like Errol Smith says, "Life's a journey, not Walk a destination." And no, <laughs> actually, uh, Errol Smith or Aerosmith? Aerosmith. 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 Okay. What? Aerosmith. They also that one last shot. Aerosmith says, "Walk this way." They do. They, they do. They okay. they both say, but I was talking about a completely different song. <laughs> both the same group, different songs. Songs, okay. absolutely. The song I was thinking of is a song that's actually about him, his addiction and overcoming yeah, that's his a addiction. Great song. That's Jane's addiction. You know, no, no. Oh, Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. Yeah, <laughs> that is different <laughs> addiction. Different. Yeah. Um, whereas the Aerosmith, man, what is the name of that that's, song? It is. Um, Oh my goodness! I am just there. Oh, what is it? I cannot remember. Uh, it's just driving me crazy. Oh my goodness! Uh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. He also says that one last shot's a permanent vacation. Uh-huh. How high can you fly with broken wings? Life's a journey, not a destination. Yeah, I love that song, but it's about his journey through chaotic use and into recovery yeah. and. Once again, he has a pathway that he walks. I'm not a rock star, so his pathway probably looks quite a bit different than right. mine does. Yeah. You know, just like I'm sure yours looks different than mine does. Right. Yep. Amen. I agree. Does anybody have any, uh, I always like to say, anybody have any last words they'd like to leave the listeners with? I think that people should not look down on anybody other's path, any other's path. I think everybody does have their own path, and even myself, I've grown to accept multiple pathways uh you know uh we we started a secular portion of our program Mm -hmm. uh, medically assisted treatment animal therapy uh faith-based uh you name it we accept it and we want to encourage it and all we want to do is just get the person to the next step in their life which is hopefully for a better life amen in recovery in recovery i kept the right ones out and i let the wrong ones in I had an angel of mercy to see me through all my sins. I was so <laughs> sick and tired. <laughs> Life's a journey. It's not a destination. Yeah. There were times in my life when I was going insane. Yeah. Through the pain. That's Travel my last words. The pain. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I can't do the Aerosmith. I really can't either. He hits some notes that I have never been able to hit. I don't think I could hit them when I was going through puberty and my voice was cracking and squeaking. So how do people get a hold of 
the calendar for Better Life and Recovery. So if they want to participate in some of these events, well, how do we get them? A couple ways. Um, one of the ways is Springfield Recovery Community Center Facebook. You can find events on there, Better Life and Recovery on Facebook. Also, if you go to betterlifeandrecovery.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter. Every time a newsletter comes out, it has a full calendar in it. Uh, we have set up. You can also register for the events through the store and pay for them online through betterlifeandrecovery.com. And also, we have it set up just in case you're worried about getting bombarded. Uh, if you enter for uh, emails through Better Life and Recovery through the newsletter, we have it set up so we can't send out, send out more than four a month. So you will never get more than four emails a month from us through the site. Guaranteed. So generally what we do is an email, and then we'll, if we have big events coming up, we'll do a reminder or two or a big training conference, right. something like that that we're doing as we step into doing some things like the uh, Recovery Advocacy Day at the Hill and possibly picking up a couple more conferences on top of the one we already do. And the more events that we do, the more volunteers we need. So Always. if your heart is in volunteering and helping, we need it. Come on in. And if you want to... If you want a physical copy of that calendar, 1925 East Bennett, you can come in and pick one up. Any day Sweet Jay, that's in Springfield, Missouri. If you live in one of the other Springfields and are listening to this, sorry, sorry. they can't help you. <laughs> can't do it. So, so yeah, but once again, I mean, if you need help, always feel free to reach out to contact us. We can get you in uh, touch with people in your community. If you have ideas you of bringing events and you have enough interest, we would even consider bringing them to the community. So contact us and let us know. Yes. And of course, you can also seed anything we do with uh, donations, and that's also mm -hmm. on the website. Yep. So, thanks a lot. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week, and we'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, you can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. Uh, there's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, What's the podcast?